Welcome to the Real Estate Sessions and join industry leaders as they share their stories and offer tips and advice to real estate professionals. Now your host, Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. Welcome everybody to episode three of the Real Estate Sessions. I got to tell you, I'm having a blast talking to these real estate industry leaders and, and I want to thank you for finding this little podcast in the far reaches of the internet. Pleasantly surprised by the number of listeners already. So please keep sharing the link or letting people know about it. Your friends know about it. Uh, I think we're going to have a lot of fun here as, as we keep rolling along. Now today I am super excited. We have Katie Lance here with us now. She's founder and CEO of Katie Lance Consulting. She works with big companies like Remax, DocuSign, RPM Mortgage, Hearsay Social, and others. Just This is just to name a few. She's also a blogger at the Huffington Post, Women 2.0, and 12most.com. And I had never heard of 12most.com, so I'm telling you to go check it out. It is a cool site. Um, Prior to striking out on her own, she was social media director and, and chief strategist at Inman News. And she helped grow that social footprint from 5,000 followers and listeners, we'll call them, or you know, connections to over 300,000. That's actually where I met Katie. Um, she let me be the, uh, an ambassador at an agent reboot event in Phoenix. And then I was allowed to be an ambassador at uh, Real Estate Connect in San Francisco, New York, which really led to just incredible opportunities for me to, to learn and connect with people around the country. But there's, there's, there's a Katie before Inman. She started in the business in a, in a marketing role with a Northern California brokerage. And to be quite honest, her career in marketing goes back to 95. So I'm just going to guess she started when she was about 12. So that makes about sense with the math. So she's been in this game a long time. Uh, she's been at the forefront of incorporating social and the newest social technologies into her marketing efforts. So Katie, welcome and thank you for joining us on the Real Estate Sessions. Oh, thank you so much, Bill. It's it's an honor to be here. And uh, yes, I started around 12 years old, so you're exactly right. <laughs> okay. I, I, I thought I had that. So so I, I want to start off. It's you know I have to tell you that um, yesterday you had a live uh, webinar talking about Periscope. And you have embraced Periscope. Uh, I did listen to the replay last night and loved it. Very uh, detailed look at how it works, which is going to be critical, especially for a new piece of technology. But let's let's start off today talking about live video streaming and, and the opportunities that presents for real estate professionals. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, Periscope is a, it, it's just a really exciting new platform. And I think it's one of the big things that we're seeing this year in 2015. There's Periscope, there's also Meerkat, and there's a lot of other sort of uh, you know smaller apps that are kind of popping up virtually every day. And I think what's specifically exciting about Periscope is for the first time ever, it allows people with the palm of their hand to live stream anywhere in the world. And I think for real estate specifically, since real estate's local and a big part of real estate is showing your community and being an expert in your community, to me, it just opens up a lot of great opportunities for real estate professionals to share their world, to share their expertise with their, their community and the knowledge that they have. And, you know, it's, it's one of these things, you know, Bill, we've been talking about video for years and years, but for a lot of agents, video is still very intimidating. There's the process of creating video, there's editing video, there's so much involved in video. And Periscope kind of takes that, takes that out of the equation because it is live and it's, uh, you know, it's a little bit off the cuff. So... You know, I see there's a lot of opportunities for, for agents to create these live streams where they're connecting with people who maybe they have never connected with before in their community and, and also globally. So it's it's exciting to see. We're, we're just at the forefront of what I think is going to be kind of the next big thing when it comes to social media and, and digital marketing. Yeah, I like what you said about video. I, I, I like to say that every year for the last five years has been the year of video in real estate, right? So, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, and, and I think that you know, with Periscope, 
even if you don't want to be on camera, you can have some success with it, right? Because it can just be your voice kind of narrating what the viewer's looking at. And at the same time, you can be, you know, having those interactions with the people that are communicating with you, right? Yeah, absolutely. And as, as a broadcaster, you have control over what people are seeing live. So whether it's yourself on camera and maybe you're giving a few tips and strategies for home buying or home selling, or maybe you've got the camera turned around and you're simply just walking down your downtown Main Street or you're walking through, uh, you know, your local community of Seattle or San Francisco or Honolulu or wherever, you know, wherever it is that, that, that you call home, um, you have that opportunity to, to really kind of see the world through your eyes. And what's, what's really exciting about live streaming to me is it's not just a one-way conversation. It's not just you know, you on you on camera speaking. What what is different about this? The reason why I'm really so excited about it is, anybody who's tuning in can comment and can interact, and they can hear you and they can see what you're what you're doing and what you're showcasing, and you can see their comments. So, you know, it's interesting. When I first got on Periscope, one of the things I told many people is it it made me feel like Facebook was very flat, right? Because it felt like Facebook right. was was becoming sort of this one way conversation and. And not that Facebook isn't important, that's a whole, whole other conversation, it's still very, very relevant, but to be able to have that two-way conversation um, is, is pretty incredible. Right, and, and the ease of use is, is just um, awesome. So yeah. a couple of things on just, be, we might have some people listening that are not, um, you know, playing with Periscope yet. Uh, talk real quickly about the length of time that that thing sticks around, but, and then can we also save those videos for, to, for repurposing and using them later? Absolutely. So the way Periscope works is once you've once you you broadcast or once you've shot a Periscope, um, and there's no limit. You could you could do a five-minute Periscope. You could do longer than that. It's it's really up to you, and depending on what how much time you have. But that stays live within Periscope for 24 hours. And so after it's gone, after you've done the the, the broadcast, what we're seeing is a lot of um, opportunity to promote that broadcast afterwards to share that link that replay link out on Facebook, with your email database, on Twitter, with at LinkedIn, whatever it might be. And because it has a deadline, there's a little bit of urgency to say, you know, hey, I just did this Periscope about my local community. Make sure to watch it because the link expires at 6 p.m. tonight or 10 p.m. tomorrow or whatever time the link might expire. So there's some, some great marketing abilities with that. And then the other piece of that, like you mentioned, is once you broadcast the actual uh, video, the actual file gets saved on, under your phone. So what we're seeing is a lot of people will take that file and they will, you know, perhaps edit it down, um, or even just take that raw file and put that up on YouTube, add that to their YouTube channel, maybe add it to their website, uh, add it to Facebook. And so there's there's sort of that two prong approach. It's there's the live version of it, but then there's also what what do you do with that piece of content afterwards? And as you know. For me, and just hearing me speak and, and you know conferences and things like that, I'm I'm a big believer in not reinventing the wheel. Right. <laughs> so if you already yeah. have a piece of content, you know there's a lot of opportunities to leverage that in a lot of different ways. Excellent, excellent. Well, let's let's go back to the beginning. I, I wanted to get that out of the way because it, it was so fresh in my mind. But let's Thank let's you. back up and how to, first of all, you know, you had a marketing background. You were doing some things, you know, um, with another company. But what what got you started in real estate? And how did that how did that transition occur? Yeah, it's a, it's definitely an interesting story. Um, I have been in marketing and branding um, since, like you said, 
1995, which sounds like, it, on one hand, it doesn't sound like a long time ago, and then it makes me realize that, yes, that was a long time ago. Right. <laughs> um, I actually got my start in marketing working for Cutco, Cutco Cutlery. Um, a lot of people don't know that. I was in direct sales for over eight years. I was a sales rep, worked my way all the way through college, and then was a branch manager and a district manager, and um, really kind of, I don't know, honed my chops, if you will, as far as marketing and advertising and sales. Um, and it was about 10 years ago where I was looking for, you know, sort of the next opportunity and the next place to go. And I ended up um, answering an ad um, for a local real estate brokerage here in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, had never worked in real estate, um, and but just thought, you know, real estate, that sounds interesting. I'd always been, you know, sort of uh, enamored with the idea of real estate. And I had this marketing background and they were looking for a marketing director. So I thought, what, you know, it must be a match made in heaven. And um, that was such a great experience. I worked there for about three or four years and um, led their marketing, uh, did everything in marketing for real estate. So I really got a, a great taste of what it's like for an everyday agent, you know, from just a, the agent who's just starting out to the luxury real estate agent and everywhere in between. Um, I did everything from laying out newspaper ads to creating postcards to creating flyers for open houses. Um, every sort of piece of marketing <laughs> when right. it comes to a real estate agent I have had my hands in, sort of self-taught myself, Photoshop and Illustrator and all that fun stuff. Um, and that was right around the time social media was exploding and I had a, a great CEO, CEO at the time who was very um, excited about, you know, embracing technology, embracing blogging and this whole new thing called Facebook and social media. And um, really let me kind of run with that and so I was able to, to develop a, a great kind of social media program for some of the agents and did, did just a lot of fun stuff, launched their blog and, and did some exciting things. This was back, you know, 2005, 2006, when not a lot of people were doing this. No, <laughs> you're right, <laughs> just getting started, right? So then you're, you're there for a few years. Um, mm -hmm. How does Inman come about? This, there's got to be a story here. Right? <laughs> yes, there is a story. Well, <laughs> the funny thing is, like I mentioned, I had a, a great uh, boss at the time, and um, he was actually the one who told me about Inman, which is ironic. He had said to me, you know, we really want to be this forward-thinking brokerage. Have you ever heard of Inman? I've been going to this Inman conference for years and years, and he was talking to me about Brad Inman, and I had no idea what Inman was. I had absolutely no idea. So um, he bought me a ticket, and a couple other people from our office went. We went, and you know, got you know, got all dressed up, went up to out to San Francisco, and uh, <laughs> went to this Inman conference. And I literally remember sitting in the back row of Inman, sitting next to my boss, and then next to me was uh, some guy from Google. I just remember he worked for Google, and I was like, oh my gosh, this guy works for Google. <laughs> right. And watching Brad, and just it was, I was just felt like you know what, this is the place. This is like the place to be because it was real estate, it was marketing, but it was also technology, and. Um, so that was sort of my first glance at Inman, um, and then fast forward a little bit of time, and I was again at that point in my career where I was start to starting to kind of think about maybe what was next and what would what would be that next opportunity. And I actually saw a tweet from Inman News, uh, and the tweet said, uh, "We're looking for a marketing director that could crush it." Wow. And I thought. I could crush it. Inman is hiring, you know, my dream company, right? Right. <laughs> um, and so I answered the tweet um, and went in for an interview and, and um, spoke to Brad, spoke to a lot of the great people at Inman. Um, and, you know, being just such a fan of Inman, I thought, oh my gosh, what an amazing opportunity. And um, at the time, they were looking for a marketing director, sort of, you know, kind of a jack of all trades, someone who could manage their PR and their marketing and their email and social and everything. Um, and I got the job. And so, um, 
gave my notice to my real estate company, uh, worked there for another you know, I don't know, a month or two, make sure that transition worked out well, moved on to Inman, and um, it was such an amazing opportunity. I just remember feeling like, wow, this is just like the job of a lifetime, <laughs> you know? Right. Um, and when I was first brought on, I was literally, like I said, kind of doing everything when it came to marketing. Um, and very quickly, I uh, sort of approached Brad and said, you know, there's so much opportunity with social media. I would love to really kind of just do some, you know, roll up my sleeves and see what we could do here. I mean, we're a media company, right? We have so much content, and let's see what we can do. And he was like, "Okay, let's do it," <laughs> you know, and um, really gave me a lot of a lot of freedom to 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 experiment and to roll up my sleeves and just and dive in. And so um, my role kind of quickly transitioned to be more of the social media director, and that's really I took that under my belt. Um, and I also was the um, was given the responsibility of starting to manage Forum, which at the time was the future real estate marketing blog. I don't know if you remember Forum. <laughs> I do. I do remember it. Yep. Um, so Forum had been purchased by Brad Inman. It was formerly, uh, it was one of the best blogs out there in real estate. Joel uh, Burslum had started that. Joel mm -hmm. was now with Nelson Watts Consulting. And so Brad sort of gave me this blog and said, you know what, we need someone to run it. So you're not only going to run social media, but you're going to run, you're going to manage this blog. <laughs> I'm like, okay, um, and just, you know, kind of, it's one of those things, it's like you just figure it out, you know, you, you put into a position and you just kind of figure it out and you, and you, and you do what you do, and um, so started managing that, managing that, and very quickly we decided that let's transition this to be more of an Inman brand, and so that's kind of around the time Chris Smith came on board, and um, Chris Smith and I put our heads together, and we um, helped to launch Inman Next, which was super exciting, which is sort of the, the you know, the blog side of, of, of Inman, and um, and then, uh, you know, along the way, Brad sort said, you know, Kitty, we would love to see you uh, on stage. <laughs> like, you know, you're behind the scenes, you're doing all the social media stuff, but let's just, you know, how do you feel about getting in front of people? And um, I'm one of those crazy people who I guess always kind of enjoys being in front of people and <laughs> um, people who love it or hate it. And I, I don't know, I just have always been in sort of a comfortable space with it. So I started speaking at Agent Reboots and conferences and um, connects and, I don't know. The rest is history. So. <laughs> well, I, it's, you, it's funny you mentioned forum. I think I was a guest contributor there, where you, there was a set a time where you would have somebody had to take over a week, and you're yes. responsible to yes, cover. Yes, I yes, think yes. Oh, I'm pretty gosh. sure. I'll have to go back and look if it's even around, but I know I'm on there somewhere. Yeah. Um, so, how about? And it's, and it's really funny too. I'll just say one more thing about sure. that. I, mm -hmm. I, you know, I was chatting with some of the ambassadors at this last connect, and. Um, I mean, I just remember, I don't know, it was probably 2010 or so, and this is just sort of the beginning of all the social media stuff at Inman, and I remember literally being backstage, my computer was propped up like on a box or something, and, you know, we didn't we didn't have an ambassador program, we didn't have anyone really doing social, and I, and I remember, you know, people walking by and going, oh, that's so great, what are you doing? Oh, you're tweeting during the event. I was like, that's great. Nice, nice. <laughs> and it just, I just kind of giggle and look at, like, how far we've come with everything. It's just, it warms my heart. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's great. Uh, it, it isn't a, you know, for anyone who hasn't attended uh, a Real Estate Connect, you, it's just a must do. Put it on the bucket list, get it done. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Tell me uh, what you can without getting in trouble. What's it, <laughs> tell us something about Brad we don't know that you can tell us. <laughs> Uh-oh, right? No. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like I said, when I first started working with Inman, I was I was really enamored with, with working with Brad. I mean, he's such a legend in the industry, and um, you know, I know 
for anybody who is a strong leader in the industry, they have people who you know agree with them and some people who don't agree with them. Right. And I think what I've always um, respected about Brad is that he pushes the boundaries and he is very passionate about the industry. He's very passionate about entrepreneurship and this intersection between technology and real estate. And um, you know, I give him a ton of credit for um, pushing me and really um, seeing you know, seeing my talents and, and, and helping to, to kind of launch my, my career to where I am today. Um, so I think, you know, he's, he definitely knows his stuff. He's been in this industry a long time and he, he comes at it from a place of, of um, uh, journalism. That's really his heart is he's right. a newsman, you know, right. um, which is ironic because he's got this amazing event that, that he's been putting on for nearly 20 years. But um, at the heart of what he is really passionate about is getting the story right and um, and being that voice of real estate, and um, you know, you definitely have to respect that. I, I think that um, you know, for as many people love Inman or, or don't love Inman <laughs> for whatever reason, I, I I always say that I think it's it has a really important place in the industry. Having that type of of media voice in the industry is really important. So. Well, I, I agree, and and their their staff writers and Inman Select and all of the things they've been doing lately, I, I love the direction they're headed. So it's 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 fun to watch. Yeah, so. Um, you know, for those of us who got involved with Inman right at the kind of beginning of uh, 2010, 2011, in that social media time you were talking about, it definitely was kind of the Katie and Chris show for a couple of uh, years. <laughs> that had to be a lot of fun, right? It was. It was. It was awesome. Um, I mean, I'm I'm super happy with where I am right now, but I think that was that was one of the one of the best times for me as well. I mean. Chris is a great guy. He's one of the smartest guys in the industry, and you know him and I um, were similar in a lot of ways, but we're also different in a lot of ways. And so having that kind of yin and yang, and we're, our personalities are very different. The way we come across on stage, the way we write, just just how we are. Um, you know, it's it, there's that uh, like yin and yang. I guess is the best way yeah. to say it. And Chris so, Smith can be a little abrupt. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> I would never say that. Okay. I'll say it. <laughs> okay. In a good way. Okay. In a good way. Yes, All right. Yes. Good. No, we, we had a we had a blast working together. You know, I, I think, I mean, just like any partnership, it, you have your challenges in the beginning of figuring out who does what and, uh, you know, and, and how things are going to go. It, it's almost like a dance. And, you know, one of the things that I um, I look back on it as one of the best things that we did um uh, Tracy Weir at the time, who was a CMO at the time for Inman News, um, and she was someone that Chris and I both reported to, she said to us, she said, you know, I'd really love to get you guys media training. And she really fought for that. She got the budget together. And it was still one of the, the things I talk about to this day. We, Chris and I went into San Francisco. We did media training. And we got trained on how to work together on stage and how to work together in front of a camera. And for anyone who's been on stage or, or on a camera with someone else, or even on a panel or, or anything, it, it, it's a little bit of a dance. And so it, it, I think that that was a huge game changer for both of us um, of how to support each other and also be our own best version of ourselves while we were, you know, on stage or representing Inman, whatever it might be. So that was a great experience. Awesome. Well, you just left uh, Inman Connect 2015 in San Francisco, correct? So tell me, uh, tell me, you know, especially if you're now way on the other side. Of, <laughs> of the stage. Tell me what you thought. What were some key takeaways for you? Yeah, you know, I, and I actually just wrote an article recently about my takeaways from Inman. It's it's um it's really kind of exciting. I was chatting with a few people at at, at Connect about how 
Connect has really evolved for me in a lot of ways. I've been going to Connect for years and years. I was a part of Connect for years and years, and now I'm, like you said, kind of on the other side of things. Um, and for me, one of the main reasons I'm at Connect is because a lot of my clients are there. You know, I work mm -hmm. with brokerages and franchises and tech companies, and they're all there. They're speaking, they're meeting, they're exhibiting, and so that's a, you know, that's probably 50% of why I'm there is to support them and and also to have those face-to-face -face meetings. Um, so a lot of the time that I'm at Connect is is in those meetings and in face to face and and I think you know just from chatting with a lot of people uh, that's still one of the one of the best parts of Connect is that Connect brings together really the best of the best in the industry. There's still no other event like it where you've got the really I mean the, it's kind of a who's who <laughs> in right. real estate that, that goes to Inman, San Francisco, and New York. And as much as I love social media, as love as much as I love technology, there is still nothing like sitting sitting down across the table from somebody, having lunch or having a cup of coffee or a cocktail or whatever that might be. And you know, just in my own business, I mean, I look back to basically every connect that I've been at since I since I left Inman, and and uh, you know that's that's where a lot of those deals are done and, and um, it's, it's in those face-to-face -face meetings, those moments in the lobby where you just run into someone and, and you connect with them or you meet someone that you've never met before and you realize, oh my gosh, what a great connection to, to meet this person. Um, so that's, I think, one of the, the, I would say one of my biggest takeaways is it's nothing earth-shattering, but I think it's such a great reminder that there's so much value in that face-to-face, -face, that personal part of real estate that um, sometimes gets lost when we talk so much about technology. Not that tech's not important, but gosh, that personal part is so so critical. Right. Well, speaking of personal, the personal side of, of of real estate and relationships, I I I love asking people this question, especially when they're one or the other. And what I mean is, <laughs> there are these two distinct camps that I I find in real estate when it comes to the digital world, and and I like to call them. We got the lead geners on one side and the socials on the other, and there's some spectrum in the middle where people kind of cross over and do different things. But, but lead geners are all about driving traffic to a database and then hardcore marketing of the database. And it's very, you know, it's a very um, numbers driven game. And then the socials are more about the sphere. They're kind of sphere based relationship builders. And how do you grow that sphere bigger? And then how do you um, market to them with relevant content that makes sense and to help build relationships? So yeah. we know what side of that camp you fall on. You're definitely <laughs> on the social side. And I, I, when I talk to agents, I tend to help them on the social side. And when they want help the lead gen side, I know really smart people over there and I direct them to them. But it's, yeah. it's tough to be, you know, kind of dig your hands into both and be, you know, I think good at both. But, mm -hmm. but there's, there's value in, in on both sides. So what's your take on the, the state of this, uh, <laughs> where we're at, where we're at in this digital marketing world with these two, the lead geners and the socials? <laughs> no, I love that you said that because it's. Um, I I completely agree. I mean, I think that there are sort of two schools of of thought, and there is sort of a, a gray area in the middle. Um, and on the lead gen side, I, I definitely see uh, you know the value of, of doing some of that and having systems in place and getting uh, you know there's there's just a, a whole conversation, right? Drip email and drip marketing and and uh, you know just that whole strategy. And I really. You know, if I had to choose, yes, I definitely would fall more on the social side of things. And I, I think to take a step back, part of that is when I look at real estate, at the heart of real estate, for most people, real estate is a very personal experience. For most people, when they're buying or selling a home, it is a very personal experience. It ranks up there with getting married, having a child, you know, graduating college, 
buying a house. And I was actually having a great conversation with someone at Connect about this. She was saying, you know, there's we have these red dot moments in our life where we look at our timeline of our life and there's these big red dots of like moments that we sort of mark our life at. Mm -hmm. And buying a house for a lot of people, that's a red marker, right? And so coming at it from that perspective and knowing that for most people it's it's a huge decision and it's usually for for most people either a really happy thing they just got a promotion they just got married or sometimes it's it's not a happy thing it's they just lost their job they're downsizing they have to sell their house right and so it's like these high highs and these low lows and so the reason why i think i'm so passionate about the social part of it is because if you look at the sort of the heart of real estate there's a lot of opportunity to 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 connect with people in a really in a really real way through content marketing, through blogging, through doing videos, through um, creating a strategy where you're sharing your expertise. And I was actually uh, I had the opportunity to speak about this at, at Connect, and I was giving some examples of agents I think who do this really well. And the thing is, when you're when you're a real estate agent or you're a broker and you're committed to blogging once a week or a couple times a month, and you're putting out some really good content, of course that's going to help traffic to your website and you know drive traffic and all that good stuff. But what happens when you start to create that really great content, and then you're taking that content and then you're putting it on on, on social media, the leads that you get from that content are so much better, in my opinion, than just a random lead, you know, and I feel like with a lot of times with the lead gen, the lead gen camp, it's it's a numbers game, and it totally is a numbers game, right? Right. But when you're getting leads because people come to you and they say, you know, Bill, I've been reading your stuff for years. I've been been watching your videos for months and months. I feel like I know you. That's a really good lead because now you're not necessarily selling who you are. They know who you are, right? Right. And that is such a big differentiator. So. It takes more time, right? It, it, it becomes your focus more on the marathon, not the sprint. I say that all the time. Um, but there's so much value in that. And then the other piece of this is the personal part of social media, which you know me. I just, I'm really, I'm really passionate about that. And I think so many times in real estate, agents try to say, well, my business life is over here and my personal life is over here and I just want to separate the two. But real estate's a personal business. We're not selling t-shirts, right? <laughs> We're selling yep. something really personal. So there's so much value in having a system for how do you keep in touch with people in social media? Uh, you know, whether it's making a Facebook list of your clients or a Twitter list of your clients or whatever it might be, like having some sort of system to intentionally stay in touch with people by doing things like commenting on photos of their kids, by reaching out to them because you saw that they that their husband just got a job promotion. So you see that as an opportunity, you pick up the phone and you call them personally to congratulate them. Like all these little personal things it really does make a big difference over the course of time and you know you can certainly have a system and be organized with it but it, it also has to be personal and has to come from a place of being authentic too right so you know it's, it's interesting you mentioned you know systems and, and obviously on the lead gen side there are very specific systems in place you know and um, very technical and you know lots of companies that deal with that side of it but you, you have to be kind of systematic to an extent on the social side as well, right? It's not just, you know, I'll just do what I feel like doing. Right. <laughs> right. Okay. So there's, yeah. there's tools and systems on both sides, right? Absolutely. I mean, that's, I think that's a, I think that, that's a great point you bring up because I think the personal part of it, the social part of it tends to get looked at as if it's sort of this 
fluffy thing and I'll do it when I have time and right. that would be a nice thing to do. But the agents and brokers that, I'm, that I've worked with and that I see who are doing this really successfully, they've, they've got a system in place and it's, it's, it, it's a, it, could, it could be as simple as, hey, we've got an editorial calendar. We know what we're going to write about the next you know, 30 to 60 days. That's set up as a system. We know we're going to spend five minutes a morning looking at our Facebook you know, list of clients. We're going to spend 10 minutes in the afternoon doing this, maybe another five minutes in the evening doing this. Like, it doesn't have to be overly complicated, but there's a system in place. And also, that system is, is enhanced by other things. So, for example, if you're creating a great blog and you're putting out a great piece of content once a month or a couple times a month, you're promoting that on social, but you're also, you also probably are putting that on your website and you're also probably leveraging email marketing and you probably have a, you're going to have a system for how that works as well. Um, so it can still be personal, but you want to have a system with it. And I guess just to give one, one quick example, basically right after I started my, uh, my business, I started doing a Saturday weekly newsletter and I can't tell you how many people at conferences, out of everything that they could talk to me about, that's what they come up to me and they say, I love your Saturday newsletter. And it's because it, it's it's a system, right? It's part of it's yep. part of what I do. And it's a personal, it's personal. It comes from me. It's like a personal note to the people who are on my list, but um, they people have come to come to expect it. So there's a lot of value in having that. Great. I, I I'll be honest, I like the Saturday newsletter myself. So <laughs> all right. So let's 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 talk then as we move past Inman. You you make what's got to be a massive decision to strike out on your own. You're going to go entrepreneur and start your own company. There's a massive leap of faith there. So share that story and maybe you know if someone's thinking about doing it, is there a kind of maybe some words of wisdom or something you learned from your experience that you can share? Yeah, absolutely. Um yeah, so you know I, like I said, I was at Inman for, for a number of years, obviously, and um, I think we all get to that point a lot of times in our careers where we think, you know, what's next and what's next for me? And for me, a lot of it had to do with my family. I'm uh, married. I've been, my husband and I have been, been married almost 14 years. We have two boys. They're, they're four and seven. Um, at the time of me leaving Inman, they were much younger than that. And you know, I just started kind of thinking about what it is that I really wanted to do. Like, what was my real passion, and what did I feel were, you know, my gifts, and where could it, where could I be, you know, best used? And I, as I started to kind of explore, maybe working for different companies, I started to kind of think about different things. I just kind of came to this realization that I, I'm kind of an entrepreneur at heart, and I think probably part of it has been working with real estate professionals for so long, you know, who are, in a lot of ways, entrepreneurs at heart. Right. And I thought, you know what? What a, what would that look like? You know, to to go out on my own, to have a home office, and to not just work with one company, but to open up a consulting company where I can work with a number of different companies and a number of different brands. And I had always enjoyed working from home. I was someone who um, thrived better from working at home than working in an office. So that was not something I was worried about at all. I know some people that's that's really hard for a lot of people. Some people aren't meant for that. They, they're meant to be in an office. You know, right. that's just how their DNA is. Um, and so there was a lot of soul searching. And because it wasn't just me, you know, I had I have a family, obviously, and I'm, uh, you know, my income is a big part of that. So having those conversations, and my husband was super supportive, and he was like, if you really want to do this, you know, let's do it. <laughs> and so, um, you know, took a leap of faith, had a conversation with Brad, and. Um, he was very gracious about it, and I 
you know, for me it was really important to not just, I never want to leave anybody hanging. You know, we live in a very small world. Real estate's a very small world. And so it was important to me that that transition went really well. And so I was able to stay with him in for, you know, an additional couple months just to, to be able to kind of do that handoff. Um, I was especially concerned about, I, I, um, I'm so fortunate I, I was, uh, I helped to, to launch the Indian Ambassador Program. And so that was something that was very near and dear to my heart. And I wanted to make sure that those people like yourself, Bill, yeah, were, my, were taken thank care you. of. Thank you for doing that. <laughs> yes, I wanted to make sure that they, they were taken care of, that they were in good hands. So um, it was really great to be able to help interview Laura Monroe at the time and help get her up to speed and work with her and, you know, have a really great um a really great handoff, and it, it allowed me to, you know, be able to, to, to move on and to, to start my business. And I think a couple of things that I did really well, and, and I would recommend to anyone who's starting their own business is, for me, there was no downtime. You know, people asked, oh, are you going to take some time off? And I was like, oh, no, <laughs> we're going to hit the ground running. And um, so I was able to have some some great conversations right out of the gate. I was able to have some clients really, basically from day one, I had three or four clients day one. Um, because, uh, you know, I just, I wanted to hit the ground running and I felt like that was, that was really, really important. And, uh, you know, I, I, I feel fortunate in the, in the fact that I, I have a, you know, pretty good social footprint and there's a lot of people I, I, you know, that I know and things like that, but I never took that for granted. You know, of course the phone rings and, and people reach out to me who want to work with me, which is great. But from day one, I, I knew that it was all about working really hard and, I guess this is just something I've always felt about myself. Like I may not be the smartest person in the room, but I will. I can outwork anybody. <laughs> you oh, know? Hustle, hustle, hustle. <laughs> yes, it's all about the hustle. And you know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks a lot about hustling, and yeah. someone I followed for years and years. And I know some people don't agree with everything that he says, um, but I I love what he talks about hustle. And just and to me, hustle is not a dirty word. It's not a bad word. Hustle means just working really hard and being really really true to who you are and what it is that that you want to do and that's I know that sounds a little corny but that's just something that's um that's really important to me you know I, I consciously made the decision to not be a full service marketing agency I specialize in social media that's what I I love to do even though I know a lot about marketing and branding I love social media and that's where I feel like I bring the best the biggest value so learning not to be all things to all people um, and I think the other big learning too is I didn't have a complete plan in place when I launched day one. I had kind of an idea of what I wanted to, to do. I knew that, you know, kind of what I, you know, sort of what I thought I was going to do, but um, you just have to kind of jump in. And I think if I would have taken time to like, you know, spent all this time now as I, you know, making plans and this and that, I, I don't know. Sometimes we suffer from analysis paralysis right. and uh, I just, you know, kind of jumped in and said, okay, let's do this and we'll, Let's just, you know, we'll say yes and we'll figure it out <laughs> as we go along. Um, and I've been real fortunate. I mean, I've, I've been working with some amazing companies and now I've uh, I've grown a team. I have a, a virtual team of five, including myself. And it's it's just exciting to see uh, to see this take on a, a life of its own. And um, and now I'm I'm almost on my three year anniversary of, of wow. having my own company. So it's um, it's exciting for sure. So, so nearly three years in, I'm guessing as you go out and talk with a potential new client, I, I would love, I mean, the thing that interests me is, you know, not what they're doing right, but what are they doing wrong? There must be some common things that you see a lot when you show up and you go, yeah, we need to talk about this. Can you share some of those without naming anybody? Yeah, absolutely. 
Well, <laughs> yes, I won't, I won't name any names for sure. Um, yeah, definitely. So, I mean, a big portion of my business is is working on a on a company wide level. That's I would say the majority of my of my revenue in my business is consulting with brokerages, franchises, mortgage companies, tech companies, and um, there are a lot of really common mistakes. I think, you know, one of the first things that I I will do when I'm working with the companies, I do something called a social media audit, which the word audit kind of scares a lot of people, right. <laughs> but. But what that means is just looking at all of their social media platforms, everywhere that they touch social, you know, talking to their marketing team, and sometimes as an outsider, I'm coming in, I'm looking at things as an outsider, um, and there's so many little things that a lot of companies just miss. Like, I mean, as simple as having your your consistent contact information on all your social media platforms, or having consistent imagery, having consistent branding. That's a big thing I see many times where their presence on Facebook is different than Twitter, which is different than their website, which is different than you know, Instagram, very inconsistent. Um, and I think the other big thing, speaking of inconsistent, is inconsistent in terms of content. Um, you know, one of, the, one of the things I see all the time is it's sort of a haphazard approach to social media where uh, it's not something they did on purpose. It's just they didn't. They, a lot of companies don't necessarily know who to hire. They don't know what systems to to put in place or how to put a system together. And so, but they know they have to be on Facebook, and they feel the pressure of I've got to be on Facebook. I've got to be on Twitter. And gosh, now there's this thing called Periscope, and I guess we got to do this, right? right? And they mm -hmm. they feel this like immense pressure, and so they're just like throwing stuff out there. And it's like one post here, six posts tomorrow, nothing for two weeks. Let's boost a post for five dollars. Let's not do any other ads. Like it's this <laughs> completely yeah. like haphazard thing. Just and throwing I see, stuff against the wall, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I see that all the time. So it's it's like okay, well, let's take a step back and, and talk about why do you want to be on social media? What do you want to accomplish? Like what are your goals and who's in charge of it and and what does your budget look like and what is what's what does the rest of your marketing look like? Like and there's a lot of companies who are still killing it in in print and they're doing some amazing things in print and. It's like how can we translate that conversation to social? What does that look like, and, and things like that. So that's a uh, this is where I get really geeky because this is the stuff I love to do. <laughs> no, that's, and, and you know I'm not gonna you know dive too deep into that stuff because you and I talked a little bit beforehand. You have an amazing library of information. So um, yeah. we'll we'll talk about how to get in touch with you in a minute. But a couple more questions I want to ask you. That yeah. one is you're always on top of a new app. You always have these apps out there that I haven't heard of yet. So how about a couple you haven't released yet to your listeners or your, your viewers or your readers? Anything new that you're kind oh, of playing with? Good question. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you always have the good questions, Bill. <laughs> I try. Right. Well, there is a new app that um, I haven't really talked too publicly about. I, and one thing I will say, I'm, I'm very careful about which apps I share publicly because I know that there's so many there's so many shiny objects and there's so many new things to download and um, I know agents are just inundated with with new shiny objects all the time <laughs> so I try to be um, careful about what I'm promoting but one app that I've been playing with I haven't really um, uh, you know I, I, sort of in the infancy stages is this new app called Blab it's B L A B I have not heard of that awesome. Yes, and so Blab um, just came out pretty recently. It's uh, it kind of has come out on the heels of Periscope, and so it's a it's a live streaming app. But the difference with Blab is that you can actually have up to four people live and on video at the same time. 
So if you think about it, it's sort of like a Google Hangout, if you've ever seen a Google Hangout. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, but between you and I and anyone who's listening, Google Hangouts has always been very frustrating because it's very unreliable, tends to crash very often. Correct. <laughs> um, so this could be something that kind of disrupts the whole Google Hangout thing. Um, and so, it's, like I said, it's live streaming. People can interact and comment, similar to Periscope, but the, but it's more like a Hangout because you have four people literally live streaming at one time. So. And then it kind of shows all four on the screen at the same time, or does it rotate through depending on who's talking? No, it shows all four oh, nice. on at cool. the same time. Okay. You can view it on the web. You can view it on your phone. And what's kind of interesting, too, is is people can jump in and out of the conversation. So if someone, if one of those four spots, if one of those people is like, okay, i got to go, so they hop out. And then people who are just watching the stream, if they wanted to, they could actually jump in wow. <laughs> to the conversation. So yeah, I've seen um, I've seen there's some scopers out there that are trying to, you know, have interviews using yeah. Periscope, and it's it's usually it's a hangout with mm-hmm. you're periscoping the computer of the hangout. Yes, <laughs> it's kind yeah, of it's weird. A <laughs> yeah, so this would be this is interesting. Well, I'll definitely play with that. Um, well, we're we've gone on for a long time here. Let me. I have a, the same kind of question I like to ask uh, all three of my first guests, and that is, one, this is such a hard question, but I, you know, it's I have smart people as guests, so what's one piece of advice, one thing to help an agent who's kind of cruising along but wants to grow their business, um, one thing you would say to them that they should probably be doing? That's a good question. <laughs> that is a tough one. Um, one thing, I would say, you know, I think one of the best things that an agent can do is to really just look and see what they're doing right now and, and get really good at just a couple of things, you know, whether that's Facebook, whether that's email marketing, whether that's door knocking, whether that's whatever it might be. I, I find like a lot of agents really spread themselves too thin and they try to do everything or they try to do something for like a moment and then they go, oh, it didn't yeah. work because I yeah. tried it for like a day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so you can't really give an opinion, in my, in my opinion, you can't really give an opinion about social media or door knocking or internet leads or are you social or not social unless you really tried it. So I would really recommend for an agent, you know, pick two or three things that are really going to help you, number one, grow your business, and number two, keep in touch with your clients in a really meaningful way. And then, you, you know, just stick with that. Stick with it for, you know, a good six months or so and really see what works and what doesn't work for you and resist the temptation to try every new shiny object <laughs> that, that, that comes along. Leave that up to you and guys like me. We'll see if, yeah, <laughs> let us play exactly. with it. Exactly. Let us uh, play with yeah. it. If we endorse it, we'll let you know. Right. <laughs> exactly. Well, how, how can uh, people listening to this podcast get in touch with you? Um, I know you offer, you have a, um, some coaching, you know, that's um, get social smart. Did I say that right? Get social yeah. smart. You've got, I know there's a Periscope Advanced class. How, how does someone get in touch with you and get connected? Yeah, yeah, there's definitely a lot of different ways. Um, katielance.com uh, is my main website. That's probably the, the best way to get a hold of me. I, I publish a lot of content there. I've got a really active blog. I'm, I'm always putting up lots of tons of free content. So there's lots of how-tos and all kinds of just helpful information for agents and brokers. At, like I said, katielance.com. Um, I, and I do work with the majority of, of of um, you know brokerages and franchises, but for agents, I have launched a group coaching program. Um, you can go to getsocialsmart.com to see when I'm doing that next. That's been a really great program. It's a a small group coaching program that I run four times a year. It's a six-week online group coaching program, um, really meant for 
any agent who's like, okay, I've been doing this social media thing, and I just need some help. I need a system. I need a plan. Okay. Um, and, and it's uh, it's just been a really fun way to be able to work with agents um, in a group setting. So that's GetSocialSmart.com. And yes, I, I have just recently launched a Periscope program. Um, the uh, the website is katielance.com forward slash Periscope class. And uh, katielance.com forward slash Periscope class. And that I designed... Um, because I have been getting so many questions about Periscope and really how to integrate Periscope into into your existing marketing plans. So um, that's uh, that's an exciting course and an ebook that um, is rolling out here in a couple weeks. So definitely excited about that. Well, awesome! Thank you so much for taking some time to hang out with us on the Real Estate Sessions, and uh, you know, hopefully we'll have you back on maybe six months or so down the road. We'll see what's new, what's changed. I love that. Thank you so much, Bill. This has been awesome. It's always fun to to share, you know, to share your story. And I would just encourage anybody, if anybody has any questions or wants to chat about being an entrepreneur or running your own business, there's, there's so much more to talk about. And I'm, I'm more than happy to have any of those conversations with anybody. Excellent. Well, everybody out there, thank you very much for listening. This has been episode three of the Real Estate Sessions with Katie Lance. Uh, remember, this podcast comes out every Tuesday morning and we've got some wonderful guests lined up. So we're, we'll look forward to seeing you in the podcast universe a little bit later. Thanks again for listening. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Real Estate Sessions with Bill Rissa of Chicago Title, Arizona. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and tell your friends about The Real Estate Sessions as new episodes are published weekly.